Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short. Glad to have you along. This is Saturday morning, April 10th, and uh, we're having gonna ha- we're continuing in our series here on the commands of Christ. A true disciple, Jesus said, go and teach them to observe all that I've commanded you. And there are a number of commands that Jesus gave in the scripture, and we want to be looking at those. And so we've been working our way through these in the last week, and we want to continue today talking about the commands of Christ, a very important one, as we're in the Sermon on the Mount, the greatest sermon, I believe, ever given to humanity, the greatest standard of how to live our lives. And we will read today in Matthew chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. You've heard that the ancients were told, you shall not commit murder, and whoever commits murder shall be liable to the court. But I say to you that everyone who is angry with his brother shall be guilty before the court. And whoever shall say to his brother, Raka, or meaning empty head, shall be guilty before the Supreme Court. And whoever shall say, you fool, shall be guilty enough to go to the fires of hell. If therefore you're presenting your offering at the altar, and there remember that your brother has something against you, leave your offering there before the altar, and go go your way. First, be reconciled to your brother, and then come and present your offering. It's kind of a heavy verse, isn't it? He's he's speaking here about, you know, as we know in the in the command that, that God isn't only concerned with the outward. The Pharisees were saying, "Well, I'm not guilty of murder," but they had hatred in their heart. They had guile in their heart. They 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 would say hurtful, painful, deadly words about people. But they, as legalists, they would say, but I've never killed anybody. And Jesus says, God looks at the heart, and God knows what goes on in the heart, and so that they would be guilty of murder in their heart if they did certain things, spoke certain ways, had certain attitudes towards people. And so therefore, in light of that and how important that is, I mean, that's that's a big thing. You don't want to be murdering someone in your heart. In light of that, he said, if you and your brother have a conflict if your brother has something against you and you're offering, presenting your offering at the altar, which is an important thing to do in, in the Jewish culture, it'd be like us saying going to church or, or taking part in communion or, or doing strong service for God, and you, and you remember that there your brother has something against you, something legitimate that you've wronged him. First, go and be reconciled. First, don't put it off till later. This becomes top priority. They would be in the temple offering their sacrifice. That's an important thing to do. But Jesus said it's more important. First, go and be reconciled, and then come and present your offering to the Lord. This is an important thing for us today. You know, it's sad in our world. I mean, it's not just today. But throughout time, people have always had difficulty reconciling. It, we have feelings. We have pride. We have interests of our own. And sometimes those can be wounded. They can be hurt. They can be hurt sometimes by the people that we love the most or that we have allowed into our lives. I've, I've often, you know, as human beings, we often walk around with our shields up and our protective barriers up. And then we find people that we really love and we trust, 
and we, we let the shield down, and we allow them into our heart, and sometimes those are the people who hurt us the most because uh, we trusted them in something that, that might not even be that big of a thing, but because we allow them so deeply into our heart and into our soul, their, their inconsideration or their insensitivity or their lack of understanding or their just downright doing something wrong to us can deeply wound and deeply hurt. And Jesus wants us to learn how to be reconciled to other people. So if our brother has something against us, if there's a brother out there today, and you might stop and think, do you know of anyone who has something against you? Do you know of a brother or a sister in Christ or a person who could say, you know, you, that you have really wronged them and you haven't done anything about it? You haven't tried to reconcile? Well, God's telling you, Jesus is telling you, one of the commands of Christ, this becomes a priority for you to, to do your part, as it says in Romans 12, verse 18, as far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Now, there are some situations where some people just, they just won't reconcile. They just, they're, they're too deeply hurt or whatever the case, they just won't. But as far as it depends on what you can do, we are to seek reconciliation. We're to seek peace with all men. So how do you do that? Can I give you where there's real, where there's real hurt been, been made? Can I give you two or three points that I think can help? Number one, before you go and seek reconciliation with a person, take some time to try and see the problem from their point of view. I found that often in relational breakdowns, you know, one person I think this is the problem. And the other person, well, I think this is the problem. They see, they see the problem differently. And whereas they might admit that they did what the other person thinks, they don't see that as a big issue. You know, if you got a relational breakdown, person A might say, well, the problem is you did this and that's 90% of the problem. And person B might say, well, I did that, but it's only 10% of the problem. You know, you're exaggerating. And so they're, they're looking at the problem differently. The reason I say this, that you need to take time to stop, put yourself in their shoes and see it from their perspective is this. I have discovered from personal experience, one of the worst things you can do is offer an apology that doesn't meet the crime. In other words, if, if what you did was a serious offense to someone, and your apology is only a real, as if it was a only a small little thing, that can be more painful and more hurtful and more damaging than if you never said anything in the first place. Because now you've compounded the problem. Now you've shown that not only did you hurt them to start with, but you have a total incomprehension and inability to, un to understand how badly you hurt them. So now there's a second problem. And so I think it's worth spending time to stop and think, why was this so offensive to them? Why did some, something I did or said or failed to do, why was that so upsetting to them? And as you take that time, that'll lead to the second point, and that is that you're, you're seeking reconciliation and acknowledging any wrong that you've done. You want it to fit what you've, you want it to be as sincere as what, or as serious of a, of a, of, how do I want to say this? You want what you say in terms of asking forgiveness to match what you actually did, if possible, to match it in their eyes. 
Now, they may be exaggerating, but it's the best you can do it to match it in their eyes. That leads to the second point. After you've thought about it from their perspective, practice what you're going to say. I encourage you not just to go and say, hey, we need to talk and then see where things go from there, but practice. Even write out exactly what you want to say and practice saying it. I encourage you to say certain things. I encourage you to say, I'm sorry. That can go a long, long ways, those words. Failure to use those words can really be bad. To go and say, uh, to say I'm sorry, number one. And then number two, I'm sorry for what I did. It doesn't work, for instance, to say, oh, I'm sorry you felt bad about that, or I'm sorry you were hurt, or I'm sorry that you didn't see it this way. It's not good to say, I'm sorry, and then blame them. What you want to do is, I'm sorry, and then name your offense, not theirs, your offense. I'm sorry for how inconsiderate I was when I said that. I'm sorry for how I wasn't thinking of how this could affect you. I'm sorry for how painful my words must have been. I'm sorry that I spoke out of turn. I'm sorry that I, whatever. But I'm sorry that I did something. Not I'm sorry for how it affected you. I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what I said. I'm sorry for me. Name your offense. Name your offense. If possible, name the attitude behind it. Not just... You know, I'm sorry that I said blah, blah, blah. I'm sorry for how inconsiderate I was when I said blah, blah, blah. You see what I'm saying? Name the attitude, the, pro the deeper problem you've done. And thirdly, then it always helps to say, can you find it in your heart to forgive me? You can't demand forgiveness. You can't say, I'm doing my part. Now you've got to do your part. No. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? I'm sorry for how inconsiderate I was when I said blah, blah, blah. I know that must have been so painful. Can you find it in your heart to forgive me? That's how we seek reconciliation. The more deep the pain we've caused, the more sincere our apology, our confession, our seeking reconciliation needs to be. And then, as far as it depends on us, that's what we want to do. We want to seek that. Jesus, this is one of his commands. He wants his children to get along. I bet you if you're a parent, you want your kids to get along with one another. And Jesus wants his kids to get along. God is love. We are to reflect the Trinity, are we not? We're to reflect God, and the Trinity gets along in perfect peace with one another. God wants us to as well. Now, we're human beings, and not everyone can work everything out. There are some situations... There were some in the scripture, some godly people who never, you know, or he went years and years without reconciliation. You know, the most obvious is Paul and Barnabas. But as, year, as the years went by, it, it appears that they did seek, a, they did come to a point of reconciliation. And I'm sure that in the midst of that time, for both Paul and Barnabas, it was painful to realize that they had, they had split with one another, disagreement probably a disagreement upon ministry terms and, and standards of leadership and so on, but they had, they'd had a rift, and I'm sure it was painful, and it was, it was a joyous thing when it was reconciled. Today, is there someone you need to reconcile with? Is there someone that you need to maybe initiate with as soon as you can? If so, it would be honoring to God. And if so, I think the Lord would be pleased if you made every effort that you can make 
every effort that you can make to first be reconciled to your brother. Amen. Let's take this to the Lord in prayer. Father, we've talked about a difficult area today. Lord, because some some of us have really been wounded by others, and we must confess some of us have wounded others as well. And Father, I just thank you for your standard of love, your desire that your people, your children be reconciled to one another. Lord, it's such a stressful thing when we're not. It's such a stressful thing upon us when when there's conflict that's been unresolved. I pray, Father, for each of the people on this live stream. I pray for each of the people listening. I pray for me, Lord, that that uh, this just this area of reconciliation with other people, we would take it seriously and we'd have success at it. Help us, Lord, if people need to confess to us or be reconciled to us, help us to not be proud or demand that they grovel or help us to be quick to receive efforts by others to reconcile with us. And help us, Lord, when we go to reconcile with others and to uh, confess our wrong. Help it, Lord, help us to be sincere. Help us to be genuine. Help us, Lord, to stop and think through how what this must have meant to them, how they perceived our offense. How why why it I'm sure, Lord, if we've hurt someone, it hurt them. It, it's a bigger hurt to them than any of us realize. So help us take the time to stop and think how this must have been perceived on their point of view. Help us, Father, this. We pray, Father, that we would be at peace as far as it depends with us. We'd be at peace with all men. If we need to humble ourselves, admit some wrong, well, it's humbling, Father, but we know that it's, it's where peace comes from. It's where joy comes from to know that there's nobody out there that can lay a charge against me, that I, I'm really above reproach, not perfect, but I've made every effort I can to bring peace where I've failed in the past. I pray for this. I pray, Father, in our culture today, in our world today, people are so quick to judge, so slow to forgive, so slow to see to have peace, so quick to just cancel and say, I'm done with you, you're through with you, you're you're gone. People, Lord, they they dig up offenses that were years old in order to find reason to to cancel or to to hate or to reject people. Oh, Lord, might we rise above that? Might we not be like that? Might we in the kingdom of God not allow these defiling, hateful ways to influence us? But might we be exhibiting in this dark world the light of Christ by showing the love of Christ, the willingness to forgive and the willingness where we have failed or sinned or hurt someone to ask forgiveness. We pray for this today. It's very, very important, Lord. Help us to apply this command. First, leave your gift at the altar and first be reconciled to your brother. We bless you and thank you in Jesus' name. We pray and bless you. Fill us today with your joy, your power to walk in your ways. We ask it in Christ's name. Amen. And amen. And God bless you. And I'm thank you for joining me today. If you're new today, I hope this has been helpful to you. And I hope every day will be because we we cover some important things here as we're going through the commands of Christ. Make sure you subscribe, hit the notify button, leave a comment below. It always helps uh, if you like the video and leave a comment below. That helps, I guess, on the YouTube 
where it gets comes up on people's pages. So uh, comment below, give a thumbs up, and so on. I'll see you tomorrow morning. We, we're here every morning, and we'll see you tomorrow morning as we get into the Word and continue looking at the commands of Christ and praying through the Scripture. So God bless you, and you have a great day, and we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning. Bye-bye.